This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm gonna give a disclaimer right now. I'm about on 10 painkillers. <laughs> yeah, she's three sheets to the wind. And if at any point I look like I'm falling asleep, I promise I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna carry us today because she's got some painkillers pain, pain, pain pain in her system. Yes. Um, I did, I did air sculpt this week. If you don't know what air sculpt is, it's awake lipo. Yeah, she likes getting cut. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's what I've done the past two days. And honestly, I feel good. Look, I can lift my arms. And I can turn my neck. And she just can't keep her eyes open. I just can't keep my eyes open. It's just, I, see, I think the thing is, like, I'm a Tyler Maltite girl, an Advil girl. But anything stronger than that, I'm like, there's just no talking to me whatsoever. I can't take anything strong without feeling like I'm in, I feel like I'm in Mars right now. Do you really? Yeah. See, my I have a big threshold for that because I, I take like Vicodin or, or Percocet. doesn't do anything for me. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm dead for like three days off of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then do it, you know. I seriously can't function. Only thing I've ever really enjoyed was morphine. Like a morphine oh, drip. Oh my god. Not a morphine drip. Yeah. Why did you have a morphine drip? Uh, long story, but you know. Like in a hospital? Yeah, or yeah, like no, in, in a hospital. Or at somebody's house? No, no, no. It wasn't. It was, no, it was, at, it was in a hospital. Oh, this was a real thing. Yeah. And it was actually feeling good. I could come and push the button. That's right. The nurse said, push the floor. <laughs> You can't push it anymore. Yeah, no, more, no, more, no more for you. <laughs> Stop pushing the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. No. Um, okay, so how was your week, though, other than um, your um, state of mind now? Um, I had a good week. I want to acknowledge the fact that our episode on Bite Originals well. aired, yeah. and it did so good. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it, too. 
It was a lot of fun to watch, but it was also just a lot of like reassurance that we have a really strong community that stands behind us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was really nice to see people come in and say, I'm here for Unfiltered Kitchen. Yes. Or I'm here for, I'm here you know, snap for or, Snap or... I'm um, here for all three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they got three cloud crew here. I mean, yeah, that was really cool. That yeah. was very nice. Yeah, that it was nice. really, really made me feel like, wow. We, you know, I think that's what this is all about. Like, it's all about community and building that community. And I think that when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. I'm doing it. Like, it's working. And that feels really, really good. Um, just reading all the responses. I have read every single comment. There's, I think, 163 comments. I've read all of them, right? Mm. But this was in the the highest of my highs. Oh, oh, yes. I couldn't respond to anybody. <laughs> well, actually, I read, I read some of them, too. I responded to some posts. I really wanted to go through, and my plan is to respond to everyone because the fact that someone else took their time out of their day to acknowledge respond comment like like yeah, share yeah. it i would my plan is to go through and comment back to everyone but i swear i went in with the best intentions to do so and never hit a letter and i just never hit a letter not not one thing got typed but i do want to say that you guys definitely showed up showed yeah, out and did. um yeah i'm really really appreciative and you know who i loved i loved all the ones that's here Give them people a clear old show. And one girl, I, I don't, I, I don't, I look at the names and I see it's the same name, but I never looked to read the actual name, uh-huh. you know, but there was one girl that she was like, she made like two or three comments and she said, look, we done did all we can do. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and jump on them before somebody else comes <laughs> and scoops them up. So. No, it was. Now that now that it's out, now we can actually talk about the experience of doing it. Yeah. And yeah. So what it is is Byte is a show that is produced by a digital company called Kin. Kin is where Zayna, my friend Zayna, you guys know Zayna, works Auntie at Auntie Funze. Auntie Funze. Auntie Funze yeah. works at Kin. So so Zayna said, "Hey, I have this opportunity." It falls right in line with what you and your dad like to do. And I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, you guys get to cook and argue. I was like, okay, that sounds good with me. And I like did a little bit of research on it. It's a Gordon Ramsay show um, produced like one of, it's a Gordon Ramsay produced YouTube show. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and she's like, come up with your dish. We're going to pitch you guys. So my dad did and I hope we did a whole pitch. And then they picked us, and we were like... Did we do a pitch? I did the pitch. Oh, I didn't, I didn't do the pitch. I did the pitch, and then you you got the second round of call. Oh. Remember when you got on the call with everybody? Oh. And you were asking them questions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I did the original pitch because, no offense, but sometimes I don't know what he's going to say. And I just need to make sure we get in the door before he starts saying crazy shit. So I got us in the door. And then when they were like, yeah, 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 let's do this again. Let's have your dad on the call. Then I was like, okay, dad. Go on, dad. Come on. Come on, dad. You can come with us. But 
one of the things that stood out to me when we filmed it was how cool it is to film a cooking show on a cooking set. Yes. Yeah. Only thing I didn't like is it. So, so, some shit is fake. Oh, yeah. Some stuff. No, but I, you're right. On a set. I didn't like that. Where you didn't have to worry about cameras, angles, and all that. They handled all yes. that. Yes. Yes. And that, you could just cook. Yeah. That induction, I don't know. That, that induction heat. You have to understand how oh, it works. Oh, okay. So, like the stove that doesn't have a flame. Yeah, no flame. It's yeah. not flame. It's not electric. It's induction. That's what it's called. Induction cooking. Yeah. Some of it was a little challenging, you yeah. know. Some things like I like wanted to use the sink. The sink wasn't real. Yeah, sink wasn't real. And then like you know, certain things weren't real. So certain like, dishes, like you go grab something, and they're like, and it's stuck. And it's, they're like, it's that, blue too. That dish doesn't move. <laughs> that it doesn't prop. Like some, <sighs> so it was. It was definitely like a learning uh, experience for us, but it was also just a really cool experience. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody knew it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. I told Zayna, do you guys have anything else for us to do? We're there 100%. So please continue to, if you guys have not checked it out, it's on Bite Originals. And make sure you check it out. Leave a nice comment. Give us a thumbs up. And, you know, hopefully one day Gordon will be like, oh, wow, they need a cooking show. Actually, Sean, I did get a call. And it was from Gordon Ramsay's assistant. Uh Uh-huh. They wanted me to be the sous chef, his oh, sous chef. Oh, oh, yeah. But I, I, I said, well, my daughter's got to come. Oh. And they said, well, there's the only one. So I had to turn it down. Oh. I let, I, you oh, know. wow. Look, I have more fun with you. Oh. You're so loyal. Yeah, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're just so loyal, Dad. I just could never imagine. Okay. But no, that was a lot of fun. Um, the other thing we talked about last week were trips. Now, I'm going to say, even though there was a winner and a loser. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, I think I was sabotaged. Actually, no, your dish was good. I, I already know your dish. I think that I was sabotaged, and I'm going to say why. But they didn't see that part. You can talk about the burger. Yeah, I don't care, but I don't care. So, my dish got put in the oven at 350. Okay. Put it in there? I put it in oh, there. Oh, you said I'm talking about? No, oh. I put it in there at 350, right? Uh-huh. By the time I went back to get my dish, my dish was on broil high. Okay. Somebody on that set changed it to broil high. So then the top of my cheek got all crispy looking. Yeah, but you know what? That was only on part of it. And the section that they cut wasn't. And the section that they showed on camera wasn't. Oh, in my head, all I can see is the burnt section. Yeah, I saw she said. Oh, yeah. I was so stuck. I was stuck on. I, I, I remember she was. She it. was fine. I was like, I lost because of that. No, I think you lost because I know how to season. <laughs> Beef cheeks. Beef cheeks, baby. Okay, wait. But, I had to pull it out but, of the pan. But one of the best things that they created was the beef cheeks. The, the count, the yeah, count. Yeah. Oh, I think I watched that like three times. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, beef cheek, beef cheek, beef cheek, beef cheek. Yeah. It was like the count was hilarious. That me. was that was the secret. That was the secret weapon. Uh, you know, otherwise I I wouldn't have been a because that's an old family recipe and it's a good. I'm telling you, it's a good. It's a good enchilada pie. Okay, it well, really it, is. It, it is. And if you and guys 
really want to know how he makes it step by step, it's on our YouTube channel. You've made the beef cheek taquitos. Yes. So you guys can watch that and then make it into a lot of version. This is true. It's literally like the same it's really, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except just rolled a different Let me see. Because I did, I, I did the tomatillo sauce too, right? Yeah, you did the tomatillo yeah. sauce. So well, if you go. guys want to see it, like in an in-depth, um, in-depth, then check out the, we have a YouTube um, video of him making beef cheek taquitos. He yeah. had, that's why we made beef cheek taquitos. He was so into beef cheek that week. Yeah, I he, was. He just knew he wanted. Hey, let me tell you something. If you guys haven't eaten beef cheek before, you have to go out and get some. Just go to the butcher. Just any butcher. Just, I don't know if you can go to Rattles, but if you go to a small market or or a real market like in Santa Monica or something like that, you know, a real butcher, they will have it. If they don't, they grab it. They'll order it for you. It's not expensive. Right, maybe, I don't know, three, four dollars a pound. You know, get you a couple pounds, slow cook it, season it. If you want to know how to do it, you hit me on a DM, I'll tell you how to do it. Okay. So we also said last week that we were going to put up a poll about our trip. This trip that is for food and wine for and drinking and for foodies. And, you know, toes in the sand, cocktail in the hand. All right. It's down to Mexico and Thailand. And Mexico got the bigger boat. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I love Mexico. I had somebody hit me up and say, I got Italy money, baby. And I was like, oh. You know, I got somebody else who said, look, life is only goes down one time. You know, let's go to Italy. Let's go. I've gotten a few, but I just, I'm so torn. Because no, you know, I, I say let's do Mexico. I want to do Mexico because I want more people to be able to come. And then for the next one, maybe it's Italy. Well, this is the way I'm looking at it. Yes, the more the merrier because we're going to have a good time. It's more so, I want to go somewhere where I know, like I know Mexico. Mm -hmm. I know what you can pull off in Mexico. Yeah. More so than I know what you, I've been in Italy, I know what you can pull off there. But Mexico, I really know. You know, we always go to Mexico. Yeah, we love Mexico. So I'm kind of testing this outfit to see how good they do. You know, you can put an itinerary out there yeah. and put some excursions out there and then start to be like, oh man, that was, that was, that was the one. Or it can be like, That's oh man, this, this is, this is boo boo. Yeah. Okay. So before we get, you know, to like an Italy. Yes. Let's see how they do. Okay. Because everybody can talk a good game. Yeah. And I hope that they do well. And they seem like they're very nice people and upfront. And, but you got you to test it, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're going to claim it now that the trip is going to be Mexico. I'm excited because with Mexico, we can do like tequila tastings. We can do cooking classes. I already found a really good itinerary. So what part of Mexico? Do you know? Um, I'd have to look it up on my, on my computer. Is it coastal, though? It's by a beach. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it had all the all the things that I would want to do. So I'm going to I'll show you when we're done with this, okay. and then if we agree on it, then we'll send it to the travel plate agency, and then we'll go from there, and then we'll announce it to you guys. But please know, we're going to Italy sometime. Oh no, we're going. Oh, okay. We are sometime so. going to This is to the first Italy. round. This, this is the first round of trips. Yeah, this is just the tester trip. Yeah, yeah. We're just testing the waters. Oh, I plan on... Now, now where I work, convention center. Los Angeles Convention Center is where I work when I, when I do work. When I do work. <laughs> the Travel and Adventure Show, which is, a, which is an ex exhibitor show that comes around every year. Mm -hmm. They were there this past weekend. Uh -huh. 
I made so many contacts from airfare to, I was particularly interested in going to Belize, which I'm going to Belize. When are you going to Belize? I'm going to Belize March, April. What, March, April? End of March, beginning of April. Yeah. I got to fit it in TT schedule. Oh, uh, I can't go there. I think you're going to be getting Paris or something. I'm in Hawaii, end of March, beginning of April, God willing, we're in Paris for writer's birthday. Yeah, that's a little extravagant, but you know, good evening. Vegas. But are you going to Vegas next weekend? Yeah, but unless you Eiffel Tower, when you get there, she's gonna know. She's gonna know. Have you met my child? All right, that's that's your world. I'll let you deal with that one. Yeah. Um. So you got a lot of good connections. Oh man, met the Belizean girls. You know, I mean, you know, somebody was from the tourist agency Mm -hmm. from a hotel. She said, "Look, honey, when you get there." And you get a price. You always look him straight in the eye and you say, no, 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 no. I want the Belizean price. I got to get the accent down. Yeah, you need to work yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, I got to work on that. Well, when you go, you have to tell Vanessa and Kyle. Oh, I'm going to let them. I'm going to call Vanessa in another day or two. Because Vanessa's whole family works I know there. that. I understand that. And she's like, bro, if you go to Belize and you book any excursion. It's probably her people. It's probably my cousin doing it. Okay, I, believe me, I'm on the phone with her. Maybe later on today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. We'll have to. And there's another there's another young lady, uh, Ivy Jim. Ivy Jim watches this. She's from Belize, too. She told me she'd give me some pointers also. Oh, nice. She's got a, a is this not a real name? I, I don't know how to say her name. Um, that's her, like, Instagram name. That's what I call her. Wait. What? <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. <laughs> her name is Epiphany. Epiphany? Something like that. I'm messing it up, probably. But how did you get because her last name is Gentle, and then she because it's I B. If you if I look her up on Instagram, you understand how I get it. Okay. I think her last name is Gentle, or it's part of her part of her uh, podcast name. I got it from somewhere. I didn't just make it up. You got it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, yeah. Okay, so next is I loved, 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 loved the responses that we got back about talking about Black history. History. He even wore all black for the occasion. Oh. Okay. 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 That works. I'm cool with that. I've got some black glasses. Did you did you not do that on purpose? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. I'm Gawa, black power. I thought you did that. No, I didn't. No, that would have been red, black, and green. I would have bred dashiki or something like that. Oh, I thought, you know. No, I was just trying to put on something. It's raining out here in LA. I was just trying to put on something that was cool. And... Yeah, you guys should see my backyard. Oh, no. It's a river. Yeah, it's a flood. It's a real it's flood, flood happening. Flood. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Black History, guys, we are honestly just going to jump, jump, jump in. Jump in? All right. So I was thinking about Black History. And I was, are we going to do a Think Loud first? We are. Then I may save the test for you three ladies. Oh, God. For three, for uh, Think Loud crew. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's just, who are these people and what have they done? Who let is this go, organization? Let me go get my flashcards. Yeah, you might have to. You know, I, yeah. You know, so, they have those, like, the black flashcards where it shows you, like, who invented what. Okay, so you know when we said this last week, I, I got a few questions for some people. 
Some of them I've got to, some of them I haven't got to yet, but I'm going to get to you. A lot of people have questions. What about your speak, the speak pipe? Okay, I'm going to take... You didn't open the speak pipe? I did not open the speak pipe because I've been in a state of coma. I'm going to have to get a little air. I swear to God. I swear, at the same time I that... God, I heard listen, listen. On, on Instagram. Talking about it. on Snapchat. Talking about go to speak, speak pipe. pipe. Yes, I know, but what happened was I swear every time I'm like, I, I can do something, mm. I'm in between the loopiness of my meds. Mm. I swear Zach just hands me another one. He's like, go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep. But I'm going to get speak pipe up right after this. I promise you I am. I promise you that. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so speak pipe. Can you can you show me? Can I put it on mine also? Yes, I can teach you, and you can do it okay, yourself. Okay, I'll put it on mine also. I'll but I did think people ask me questions. Okay, you have any you want to share? Yeah. Okay, there's one that I want to share that I really actually like. Not that I didn't like other ones, but one that I do want to share is you know I change my hairstyles a lot. Okay. Um, and people always ask about my hair. Okay. So I had a few people on my Snapchat say, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm white and I have biracial children. Okay. What do I do with their hair? Like, okay. what, what suggestions do Before I have? Before you answer, let me just say this to the listening audience. It's okay if your question is offensive. I understand that's not your heart. That's not your intent. So don't worry about the particulars. Just ask your question. This is the time that you can ask in a, what you say, a safe environment. Yeah. So don't worry about the politically correctness of it. Okay? The reason we're doing this is to be able to share with you, to make you more knowledgeable, to be able to take something that was maybe a curious thought or a wonder, and now you have an answer. Or or do the best answer. Or the best answer. Okay, so don't worry about all this. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the little things. We know that, look, if you're a troll and you're trying to take a shot at us, we know that. We can tell the difference. Yes. So don't worry about the small stuff. So at first I went to respond to her, just just to her, not publicly. But then I, I was scrolling and I realized I got like three more of the same message yes. of, I'm white, my daughter really likes your hairstyle. Can you explain to me what the hairstyle is so I know what to ask for? Or I got another one that said, 
I might, my daughter has hair texture like Ace. What products do you use? So I've been getting a lot of the hair stuff okay. from, it's from what I can tell are white women that have black children. White women that have biracial kids. You know what I mean? Okay, yes. So I was like, all right, we're all going to talk about it now at this point. Because I can't respond like individually. I mean, I can't, but I just felt like clearly this is a conversation for everyone. So one of the first advice that I give to mothers or fathers that have biracial children that have a different hair texture than you is to take them to a black salon. Mm. Yeah. Walk them into the salon and I promise you, I I can I can bet you money. Yeah. They have you walk in and you look at them and you say I have a biracial child. You don't even have to say that. I'm I need help. I'm trying to figure out how to do my kids' hair. Can you point me in the right direction of what products to use? Do I wash your hair every day? No. Like Black hair, we don't wash our hair every day. That's just, a, it's like a rule. Like you, you don't wash your hair every day. But I know in some other places, or other people, they wash it every day. Yeah. So that was one of the things that mom did say to me. She said, I know, number one, I'm not supposed to wash her hair every day because that's different than from what we do with our hair. And I told her, don't wash her hair every day. Um, so my number one, hi, Ryan. So, did you have a good day at school? Okay, I love you. Oh, I think I want to hug too. Uh, hug your kids. I just got a high five. <laughs> What's up, baby? Go knock your homework out. So let me just help on something a little bit. Mm-hmm. For those that don't understand, why don't you wash your hair every day? So Shy right now has a weave, right? Except the top of my weave is. How long is your hair actually? About two. Mm, come out here. Is it really that long? Yeah, I wear weaves because it's a protective hairstyle. Yeah. So we. So, Shai's hair naturally would be curly. Like, we used to women with a, nat- with a natural, mm-hmm. with an afro. Okay, same as mine, same as most black people. The, the, the level of tightness of the curl will vary. Yeah, the coil. Okay, the coil. So, if she washes her hair every day, I'm sorry, the reason that you don't see it curled is because she either... Puts a hot comb on it and presses it, mm-hmm. or puts a chemical on it to make it relax and fall straight. Okay. If you put water on it every day, it's gonna coil back up. Then you have to go through that hot press every day, and nobody can do that. The hair can't handle that. Yeah, and okay? your hair can't like um, our texture hair holds grease differently and holds oil differently. Oh, than uh, Caucasian. Caucasian hair. Okay. So because of that, we don't wash our hair every day. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just breaking one second. Then you continue. First question, Black history. And I'm not going to go into Black history with like a bunch of dates and people. But mm-hmm. this particular one I'm going to ask you. First, it's not a question, it's a statement. The first Self-made millionaire. Was black hair product. In the United States. Was, um, I know who you're talking about. As you should. She created the shampoo and 
She created, she created, she created the hair products. She created the hot comb. They did a whole her, movie on her. Her name is CJ, Madam CJ Walker. Thank you. I was about to say Sally okay. Mae. <laughs> now, the only reason I bring her up is because when we start talking about black history, one of the things that you have to learn how to do is, uh, is understand that we are not who we are portrayed to be. We are much more. And our inventions and contributions far exceed what we're given credit for. And that's an example. Out of all the industrial people in this world, the United States, we're still talking about U.S. Black history, mm -hmm. not world. Uh, the first industrial, self-made woman, millionairist, was a Black woman. Now, that doesn't align with what they teach us. And it was for hair products. So back, and so my biggest advice was to go into a black salon and ask for help. And I think nine times out of ten, you'll be met with somebody who is willing to help you. No, who will be happy to help you. Because there's gonna be somebody that's like, Oh honey, you need help. Come on over here, girl. And let, let me do let, let, let me do the let hair. Me show for you. You what's yes. going on. Okay. One of the things that I really liked that I've seen um, just in a personal level, is Brie from Team Mom. Brie has Nova and Stella, and Nova and Stella have a different hair texture than her. And I saw one day she posted that she went and took a class to learn how to braid Nova's hair. Yeah. And I asked her about it, you know, in passing, and she was like, "Her hair texture is different than mine. I need to learn how. I needed to learn how to do it." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's the initiative." that people should take when they have children that have different hair textures than them. And especially if you're a non-person of color and you have a child of color, your their hair texture is not the same as yours, should not be treated the same as yours. And you can do a lot of damage to their hair texture if you don't educate yourself on how to do it. And I think sometimes I really think the best way to do that is to go to a salon, a black salon, yeah. and just ask for help. I need help. And, yeah. and, it, and that can be humbling. And that can be... But you know what? But it's not in that. a negative way. If you find the right salon, it'll, you end up having a great time. Yeah, and if you okay. guys need salon options, I have a list. Living in LA, I have, I have great salons that you can go to that they will make you feel so comfortable that they will teach you also how to do it at home so that you don't have to keep coming back to the salon. Salons are expensive, I get that. But I have plenty of friends that are hairstylists that I know if you said, hey, I need I need that help. I'm not comfortable necessarily just walking into a salon. Can you guide me? Can you show me which one to go to? Can you point me in the right direction? I have like five off the top of my head that I know any one of those would be like, Come on, like, yeah. Come over but here. if you happen to be in Australia, or Ireland, or New York, or Kansas City, I can't help. Well, no. Then you just go find a white <laughs> You just go find one. Okay. You go find one, and believe me, you walk in with your child, and you just say, I, "Please, I just need some help. I'm, I'm the mom. I'm not quite sure how to handle her hair. Yeah. Which one of you beautiful ladies will help me?" Yeah. And believe me, somebody's going to come at you with a smile. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it takes 
courage and it takes initiative to want to learn. And I feel like that is always met with positivity on the other end. It's when you don't want to learn and you don't want to educate and you start to do things like put relaxers on bait on hair when they're toddlers and then you go in your hair and you don't you don't have to put a relaxer. Um, that's when it's like you didn't educate yourself on it. And you're kind of ignorant towards it. But I do think that I've, I've gotten the hair question a lot, a lot lately. Um, and on my Snapchat, I always people ask me about hair products that I use for Ryder. I have a saved screenshot that I always send to people. So if anyone wants that, please let me know and I will screenshot it. I mean, I'll send you the screenshot. Like I have it saved to where it's links. You can just go and click the links. Because people ask me a lot about what I use on Ryder's hair. And they ask you what you use on your hair also? On my hair? No. no. I go to the salon. Everybody knows I go to the salon. But I wear protective hairstyles because I I shoot so much. I film a lot. So your hair is really damn to hear that? Yeah. When uh-huh. I take my hair out, my hair does really well in protective hairstyles. Because I'm not putting heat on my natural right. hair right. all the time. I film a lot. And I take a lot of content a lot. So I always, my hair always has to be done. Yeah, gotcha. If I didn't have a protective hairstyle, I would always be putting heat on my hair yeah, and damaging my yeah. hair, getting ready. So some people's hair doesn't do well in a weave. Some weaves can break people's hair. Mm. If you don't have good hair, and blah, 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 there's all these things. But my hair particularly does well. So, <laughs> excuse me. That's right, well, why next time you have your hair out, let us all know. You want to see? Yeah, we want to see. I take pictures. Okay. Actually, you have good weaves too. I've seen the weaves I'm like, this is, that's your hair, right? And you're like, nah, man. Yeah, that's because I got a good girl. Yeah, okay. you do. You do. Yes, go ahead and pass me an extended beauty bar. No, go on, child. So, Black history. Let me tell you some of the, well, I, I kind of wanted to start down this road. The reason Black history is important to me. It's because when I was younger, there was a saying, and it was, I'm not sure who started. I think it was actually James Brown, the singer. And it was, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And, you know, we were just, I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. So I don't remember how old I was, but I was probably around 13, 14 when that first started. And probably, and, and I embraced it, but then, Later in my life, I started figuring out, well, what is it that I'm proud of? Mm-hmm. Other than just being, you know, born, of, you know, brown skin. Okay. Because that's nothing to be proud of. White skin, red skin, yellow skin. Yeah, yeah. So then you start. So then I started looking at what we as people have done, particularly in America. I'm going to share with you some of the obstacles that we have to overcome and some of our American history so that you can understand why we are, hopefully understand a little bit about why we are where we are. There was a joke that Chris Rock told, Mm -hmm. okay? And he was doing his set and a waiter walks through and he started talking about the waiter, joking, Chris Rock, black man, black comedian. And he started talking about da-da-da and he's talking about trading lives with the waiter. Would the waiter trade lives with him? Okay? Mm-hmm. And he was like, shit, waiter ain't trading life with me. You know, 
I'm not gonna be a nigga. And Chris Rock was like, but I, and I'm rich. And he wouldn't want to be who I am. And the waiter was white. The waiter was white. Okay. Yeah. Now that kind of sums up where we are, where we are thought to be undesirable. An undesirable in an undesirable position mm-hmm. by most of Caucasian. I don't know. I, I was gonna say most of Caucasian America, but that's really not true. But but a large enough percentage to where it can affect us. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about how it has affected us throughout our history. Because again, I want to I want you to understand how we got to where we are. Okay. okay? So understand, we're out on the beaches of Africa doing our thing, and all of a sudden these guys come in. And whether our our people sold us off or whether another African tribe came and captured us and sold us off or whether the conquistadors came and got us or the pilgrims, doesn't matter. They took us from our homeland, brought us over here. Okay? So now I'm separated from my mom and my daddy, my uncles, you know, my whole traditions, and I gotta learn this whole nother world. All right? So they put us into labor. Okay? Not the first time it's happened in life, but it's the first time that it's happened in life where you've taken people and displaced them over the big blue sea. Because okay. slavery's always existed, okay? But they took us and uprooted us. So we have no more cultural culture. We have no more religion. We have no more language. We have no more family. Put us in here and they put us to work. Now, I always think that there's more good people in this world than there are bad people. And it just took about 400 years for the good people to come around, finally have enough voice to get us out of slavery. And you understand, the United States was the last country to live to, last industrial or civilized country to end slavery. England had already ended it. England started it. We didn't start it. England started it. It started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? But England was in it before we were. Um, and that's what got the United States into it. They brought people over here as a labor market. The whole notion that we're lazy, I just want you to understand is bullshit. Because up to then, we were the best labor source that they could find. And they could have picked Indians, they could have picked Mexicans, they could have picked Asians. But the reason they that they went with black folk is because we were hardworking. And I tend to think a little bit docile. What is docile? Docile means not giving a whole lot of attitude. Mm. Kind of complacent. Kind of this kind of way along with it. Well, you're also probably being beat to do it. Well, yeah, but you know what? That would, you know, that. So I, I think it would make anybody docile. Maybe. Maybe. Very possibly. And we were. Don't think that, you know, I've seen history books that should depict slavery. And what they kind of did is show the black people kind of having a picnic, maybe doing a little farming. You know, with a hole. Oh my God. But made it look like it wasn't a big deal. But it really was crazy. Okay. So even during slavery, they break up our families. You know, they sell off our kids. They breed us as if we're cattle. Uh, and they actually, we were called chattel. We were actually property at one time. We weren't considered human. Even in the Constitution, uh, is it the Constitution or Bill of Constitution, I think we are, we are, and it's still today, we are. Three-fifths, it's either three-fifths of a man or five-eighths. 
Negroes. Okay? Not even considered a full person. Right? And that's why they would brand. Like the same way you brand like a cow or yes. a horse. You were branded like we a cow. Were, we were simply property. That's it. This Christian-based con- country, you know, greatest country in the world. Um, so that was kind of our beginning here. Now, what happened is, and this is kind of in the news right now, where Nikki Haley is saying that this has never been a racist country, and you know, she just she kind of tripped out um, because this country, this country always been a racist country. It has always been the Europeans that have come here have always tried to displace anybody else besides themselves. So they started off with the Indians. As they moved further west, they pushed the Mexicans out. I mean, we're in California. This used to be Mexico. Okay? Basically, they round up. Um, even in Nikki Haley's South, she's in North Carolina, South Carolina. She's in one of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. There was a time when there was a large Sikh, which is kind of Hindu. It's not Hindu. I, 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 uh, I'm going to say Sikh. Sikh people were living there. And there was a large congregation of white guys that didn't like what they were doing. And all they were doing was trying to live, growing their community. And they ran them out. Basically ran them out of town. Killing. So let's go back to this whole thing about black people being lazy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Part of what happens is, and this is this what has happened. Once slavery ended, no, let's not get to the lazy part yet. Once slavery ended, there were parts of the South that there were actually more black people, former slaves, than white people, the residents. Mm-hmm. So now when you start voting for Who's going to be the city mayor? Who's going to be represents you in Congress? Who's going to represent you in the Senate? The black people are winning the, the elections because just numbers. Yeah. Okay. I'm voting for Hank over there. I've been farming the field with him for years. I'm voting for him. Yeah. You know, I'm not voting for a master Tom over here. So we were winning elections, Congress, mayor, da 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 da, things like that, enacting laws. Building cities, okay? I'm going to segue just for a minute because I want you to understand how how our history is not told the way it should be told. When they had, there was a couple of uh, um, mass shootings, mass killings mm-hmm. that have happened, like in Vegas when the guy was doing all the shooting, or at, the, at the gay club when the guy did the shooting, the largest mass shooting in the history of the United States, da 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 all this bullshit, okay? After slavery, post-slavery, many a towns were built because the black people said, oh, we're not slaves anymore. We're going to get away from you. We're going to hang out with ourselves. We built gonna their own towns. Built their, their own, own towns. Banks, their own cities. Now, you've heard of Tulsa, what happened in Tulsa. Yeah. Okay? But that's one of 20, 30, 40 situations. Okay? If you don't know what happened in Tulsa, there was a place in Tulsa called, called, uh, What's the street called? Uh, the Black Black Wall Black Wall Street. Yeah, Black Wall Street. Okay, and it's because what happened is the town, the, the people of Tulsa, uh, 
built their own banks, their own post offices, their own stores. It's like their own place. Their own place. And it was okay? all black red. It was all black owned and black. Their own houses, nice furniture, everything beautiful. And it, they had money. Oh, they had money. They, they were they were prospering within their community. Yeah. Okay. But what happens is when George, the black man, goes and opens up his own store where he used to shop from Hank, the white man, and buy all his goods there, and everybody was buying their goods there, and Hank, the white man, was getting rich. Well, when George opens up his store and all his community starts supporting him, now Hank is losing money. Mm-hmm. And Hank's like, hey, I can't have this. And the same thing happened not only with Hank, but it happens with a couple other businesses. Now the people get together and like, hey, financially, I used to like the money that the Negroes were bringing. Now they're not bringing in. We can't have that. So what would they do? They go burn their business down. They burn that whole city down. They burn the whole city down. I think there's some like 300 people that were killed that day. Yeah. Law enforcement is, is involved in it. They actually were, you know, the sheriff, the whole nine yards. You know, the government. That's why black people don't necessarily see eye to eye the government because the government on some situations have not always been on our side, particularly in the South, particularly in small, what you call sundown cities. You know what a sundown city is? Yeah. Explain to the people of Sundown City. The way I always thought about it is when the sun goes down, you need to be inside your house. You need to be gone. You, <laughs> you need, need to be, be off the streets. The house. Yes. Don't be around here when the sun comes down. Yeah. Even okay? like now, like in Culver City, Zach, uh, he's at one point lived in Culver City and he always called Culver City Sundown City. And he said there was one night he was out and driving home and they were like, what are you doing out? Like, you should, what are you doing here? Why are you in our city? And he had to show his ID that showed that he lived in Culver City, and they were like, "For you, it doesn't matter. You you still need to be inside." Mm. Like, and and that's today. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. today. That's now. Not- I understand Sundown Cities back then. What Sundown Cities would do is, if they caught you out, uh, you're gonna get beat. You're gonna get possibly lynched. It's not gonna be a good day for you. Okay, it's not gonna be a good day. You know. Um, but I'm kind of jumping around, but I just want you to understand kind of what was going on. So back in this time when we were having elections, they talk about uh, January 6th being the first time that the government almost got overthrown. Well, back in, again, this happened to be Nikki Haley's state. It was either South Carolina or North Carolina. There were some guys that were Duly elected, had been in office for a couple of years. Well, one day the city, the town just got sick of it and the white part of the town. And they basically uh, had a coup. It's actually the first time, the only time in American history that says actually has been a coup where the citizens overthrew the government and basically they ran the brothers out of town. They said, you need to go, get out of here. If you're not going by sundown, by sunset the next morning, we're just gonna kill you. Okay, that happened in our country. Now you don't hear about that, even when something like you know January sixth happens, you don't hear about that. Okay, but these are the kind of obstacles that we've always had to overcome. We do the right thing. We get in there, participate, and vote. We get in there, we try to educate our kids. We try to get in there and work hard, build our own communities. And then they burn our community down. And then they turn around, they flip it, and they call us lazy. No good. That we robbed, 
be for you. Okay. When you keep taking everything that we got, you know, eventually we go find another means to get it. Now, within every community, whether it be black, brown, white, red, there's always going to be a certain element that are rich, that are poor, that work, that, that are crooks, that read, that are illiterate. Now, usually the latter, the, the, the latter side of that, the, the illiterate, the poor, the, the crooks, that's usually a smaller percentage because most people do the right thing. Right? Most people are trying to get an education. They're trying to work hard. They're trying to work for a living. But in every system, every society, there's, look, there's Italian mafias, there's, there's Jewish mafias, there's, there's, there's Irish, Polish, everybody's got a gangster in their Everybody family. Everybody has somebody. Yes, yes. So what happens, though, here in America is that segment of, of gangster that's in the black community, that's what gets promoted. That's what, you know, you would think that all black people are like that. Yeah. Okay? And it's just not the case. I've had people message me and say that my parents' office is a cover-up for a way for us to clean our money because we're all drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I responded back. I said, oh, yeah, they're pushing paper because (laughs) it's a... what they do is a litigation copy service. So think about like an upscale Kinko's. So I'm like, all day long, they're pushing paper. Pushing paper. Yeah. Copying paper all day. So you're right. Yeah. But the messages that I've gotten of like, well, did your dad play basketball? Did your dad play football? Like trying to figure out. Trying to figure out. Trying to figure out dad how, how we have something and it didn't involve drugs, and it, it didn't involve sport. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the stereotype that they drop on us. And the reason I'm saying this to you guys is because I want you to understand. Do you know what's a small, such a small percentage of not only black people, people in general, make it to perfect through into a professional sport? I mean, it's less than one percent. Same thing with entertainment. Less less than 1%. It's a very few. Yeah, it is. Okay? So if you want to accredit all the black people that have a fair lifestyle with being an athlete or, or an entertainer, you, you, you just lost. You, but that's why I'm here, so that you're not lost. All I was was a hardworking man who decided to stop playing at some point and start putting things together that made sense. Getting my kids educated. Working hard to get more, promoting myself up, making more money, saving money, making a proper investment. Okay? Nothing criminal about it. Nothing new about it. Just, And you got to stand. I am probably the least affluent of my friends. Ooh. I mean, you know. Yeah, I do. You know, you know I mean, I got friends that. Dad would. I have friends that used to have to carry me. Just because I didn't have any money. Yeah. And they've kept on going. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, business people, entrepreneurs. So this whole idea that... In order to make it in our community, you have to be a ball player or a football player or a rapper. It's not true. It's it's just... it's That is such a, that is such a hard field to crack. Yeah. Okay? It's such a hard field to crack. 
I think that this next episode, I want us to talk about stereotypes and breaking the stereotypes down. So as soon as I click this little button and we're done, I'm going to put up a speak pipe. I'm not done. And I'm still going. I know. But, but, but we can't have them do the stereotypes. But I want to do stereotypes next episode. Okay. We're done with this episode. Are we really? Yeah. I was just getting started. It's been an hour. Has really? It has. Oh. And my pain kits and my pain feelers are, are wearing off and I'm starting to go in a different direction. Okay, that's fine. We're going to get you off the hook this time. But I think the next show, mm-hmm. I don't know if the next show. What do you want to talk about? No, no, no. I'm fine with stereotypes. But I still want people to understand how we got to where we are. Well, well, we can start with how we got to where we are and then end with stereotypes. Okay. Because today we had to talk about bite. We had to talk about trip. Right. We We had to talk about other things first. Okay, so next time we go right into it. We'll go right into it. Straight hour, hour and a half. Ooh. Two hours. Oh my god. I talk to help help <laughs> me. You guys have to understand this might be new to y'all, but when I tell you my dad has talked my head off into a million directions, but it's all good. Okay, um, so let, I'm just gonna say one thing. Okay. For any of you that, that are interested in going this journey with us, mm-hmm. learning a bit more about black history, what I'm gonna do is conceptually kind of give you ideas of what has happened in our I'm going to share one thing. I just want to share one other thing. Okay. Back in slavery, I, I've been, I was trying to find the name of this revolt or rebellion. I can't find it. You know, there was a time when indentured servants and slaves, it wasn't the same type of slavery, actually worked side by side. The blacks, whites, they lived together. They interracial marriage it was not a problem. They ate together. They laughed together. Da, 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 da. And then what happened was there was a white guy, and I can't remember his name. I, I'm going to try to find it. Said, I'm tired of this. They're working us too hard. They're underpaying us. Let's revolt. Let's rebel. And they did. And what happened after that is the, the overseers, the, the plantation owners, then said, Oh, we have to devise. We can't handle this because mm-hmm. there's too many of them. Mm-hmm. That's when they started this caste system of that's when race came into play. Mm-hmm. Race didn't used to be black and white, it, it was kind of invented. Around the uh, 18, no, 17. I don't, I'm not going to quote from here. But that's when they started dividing us by color. Mm-hmm. And they told the white people, said, you're going to be the overseers. You're not quite white like us, the owners, but you're closer. So you're going to be the overseers of the black people. And that's because they needed some kind of way to quell the numbers down. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how racism started in our country in in the United States with that division because we used to be like this everybody was cool you know then they got into real heavy duty slavery and then you know whip your ass whip your ass whip your okay ass. okay okay guys I promise I'm looking at my computer right now I'm staring at it I'm gonna put up a speak pipe tonight let's go over stereotypes or go over anything that we've talked about already on this episode if you have questions comments concerns let's get them out on speakpipe we'll place them next week um or dm my dad dm unfiltered kitchen um i'm kind of down the next few days so i'll be on my phone and stuff and as always i just hope everyone has a really good and blessed week for this hey, when they dm unfiltered kitchen do i see that 
I don't know. Is it logged on your phone? I don't think so. Can I you can, log it on my phone? Yeah, I can log okay. it on your phone. All right. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Unfiltered Kitchen on Instagram and on YouTube. And don't forget to check out our episode on Bite Originals. Please, please, please continue to like, comment, and share, please. Get ready for the quiz on... What's your place? Think Loud, Think loud Crew. Oh I'm a name for people. I want you guys shouting out the answers. Oh, I'm about to go <laughs> find my black flashcards that I have somewhere <laughs> in this house. <laughs> All right, bye guys. <laughs>